friends, it's Missy, and this is my podcast. This is me at 50. Let's chat about what it looks like and feels like to go from your best life in your 40s to an even better life in your 50s while navigating hormones, perimenopause, and menopause. I'll be sharing information and stories as well as interviewing amazing health and wellness practitioners advocates to get you the best information. Let's talk about finding balance over perfection, nourishing your body in the role nutrition plays, healthy movement, who should you surround yourself with and why that matters, ways to calm your mind, anxiety, hot flashes, concentration and focus, sleep, cooking, relationships and friends, all the things. This is me at 50. I have the pleasure of health coaching clients every day, and my favorite part is learning their stories, understanding their goals, and helping guide them to achieving whatever it is that they want to achieve in their health journey. I've been doing this since 2018, and no two people have ever been the same. However, The challenges with changing metabolisms, inconsistent sleep patterns, increased anxiety, weight gain when you haven't changed a thing you're doing except become a year older. This is where I find consistency with so many women, myself included. I want to understand it all. I'm obsessed with learning. I love books, podcasts, courses, and life. I'm currently reading a book called Beginner's Pluck by Liz Forkin Bohannon, and I just finished a chapter entitled Find and Replace. And as I was reading it, I realized it fits perfectly with where we're going to begin our podcast journey together. It's an entire chapter speaking to our culture's obsession with solutions. We discover a problem and immediately jump to a quick solution. The problem with that is, in our haste to get to the solution, we often skip the necessary steps of investigating and truly understanding the root of the problem. And if we fail to get to the root of the problem, our solutions often fail because they aren't the right solutions to begin with. I mean, think about it. You have a problem or a habit that you know isn't the healthiest, let's say, You're addicted to coffee drinks. You can't help yourself. It's like your car knows when a Starbucks is near and just automatically kind of turns into the parking lot and creeps into that drive-through lane, almost like it's an automatic. You think about the drink, you have your favorite concoction, and when you don't have it, you think about it even more. You know you shouldn't be getting it every day, maybe multiple times a day, but it's like your body just can't stop. It has to have that coffee drink. And you justify the caffeine and you tell yourself, well, it's made with oat milk and it's sweetened with honey. So really, it's kind of healthy. So it's really no big deal. And then one day, you go to put on a pair of button pants you know, button pants that don't lie like those yoga pants we like to live in, and you don't like what you see or how you feel. 
And you immediately decide the problem is those damn coffee drinks. And the solution, no more coffee drinks. That's it. That's the solution to the problem. No more coffee drinks. I'm going to cut out every trip to the coffee shop. I'm going to reroute my commute so I don't pass any coffee shops along the way. I'm going to leave my bank card at home so I don't have any cash or money. And I'm taking the app off of my phone. There we go. Solution, problem solved. I'll be back to those button pants in no time. Well, let's be real for a second here. Those coffee drinks, although definitely not helping, they're not the root of the problem. We all know there's more to this problem. Consistent daily nutrition, managing sugar cravings, perhaps poor sleep, lots of things. Just cutting that coffee won't fix the problem. But we get frustrated when we don't see quick or immediate results. And before you know it, we're back at that coffee shop in no time. Those shiny, immediate fix solutions, they don't work. In fact, they tend to send us in the opposite direction. The problem is we're running around trying all of these quick solutions, hoping that this will be the thing that finally resolves the issue without really having understood the entire problem to begin with, without really taking the time to think about what are all of the things I need to consider to tackle this problem? What are the obstacles and reasons why and challenges that are creating these things that I want to fix? And how do I put a plan in place that will once and for all be the right solution? So that's where we're beginning today, friends. Today I'm sharing with you five things to arm yourself with for navigating your health challenges before you start down the road to quick solutions again. Number one, comparison is the thief of joy. Run your own race. Stop comparing yourself to everyone else. Your story is awesome and amazing and makes you exactly who you are supposed to be. As long as you spend your time comparing yourself to other people, you will never truly be happy. The only person that you have any business comparing yourself to is who you were yesterday. That's it. I mean, think about it. Social media has really done a number on us. You mindlessly scroll through the feed, looking at only the things that people want you to see. Perfect-looking families, perfect-looking homes, perfect-looking everything. And it's hard to not start telling yourself, if I had what they have, I'm sure I'd be happier. And that is literally insane. You're looking at a picture, a snapshot of someone else's life, creating a story about that picture in your mind, and then comparing yourself to the story that you just told yourself and getting upset about it. Take the picture at face value. It's a snapshot of someone else's joy. That's it. Like it and move on. Or if it bugs you, unfollow and move on. Scrolling and comparing serves no one. I'm a very private person. I actually don't share very much on social media. The things I do share are the things in my life that make my heart happy. 
99% of the time, it's my family. It's my kids. I'm so unbelievably proud of them. Like my mom heart just wants everyone to love them as much as I do. I share my pride and joy. Now, I don't share pictures of my teenagers fighting and yelling and complaining about having to take the garbage out or for heaven's sake, clean their rooms. I don't share that because it doesn't make my heart very happy. I'm pretty sure this is the case for most people. So why in the world would I compare myself to someone else's happy, perfect place knowing I do the same thing? It's their moment of pride and joy. So I'll like it because they're my friend and I'm happy for them. Or if it bugs me, I unfollow and I move on because it's not serving me. I discovered several years ago that yoga is good for me. I don't particularly like yoga if I'm being honest. It's hard for me. It's very slow and purpose and intention filled and It requires a lot of balance and flexibility, all of which are currently on my personal development goals. But I love the yoga studio I go to. I love the owner and the friends I go with. And every time I leave, I feel grounded and calmer and just better. I go for me because those are all of the things that I need to be doing to help manage my stress and calm my mind and practice being in the moment. Now, mind you, I'm not that good at it. If I let my fear, though, of looking like I don't know what I was doing or my insecurity in watching other yogis practice these perfect tree poses and headstands, if I started comparing myself to them, I would be missing out on something that is really good for me and my well-being. Comparison is the thief of joy. Be proud of who you are. Run your own race and focus on being the best you. Number two, who's your I call bullshit buddy? That person must be part of your people. Okay, this one is super important because here's the deal. Yes, we all need friends to love us and show us grace and remind us how wonderful we are just the way we are. We need those people to tell us we're beautiful and funny and perfect. That's our people right there, and we need them. Whether your circle is big or your circle is small, these are your people, and life is just better with every single one of them. They remind us of all of the reasons that we are awesome. They laugh with us. They cry with us, and and they just get us. Super important point here, though. That's not necessarily being an accountability buddy. Nope. That's being a friend and sometimes an enabler. When you really want to change, to bust outside of what you've been doing, you need to find that person that will call you on your shit and remind you what your goals were and why you are not allowed to make excuses as to why you're not reaching them. They don't have to be mean. But a firm little listen-up conversation isn't always a bad thing. They love you and respect you enough to tell you the truth, sometimes the harsh truth. 
Now, you'll learn, if you don't already know me, my husband is my biggest supporter and fan. He loves me unconditionally. He really is my best friend. He gets me. More than anyone on the face of the earth, he gets me. He's been by my side through my entire health journey. He tells me I'm beautiful when I'm at my worst. He holds my hand as a sign of support. He's run two marathons with me. He's my guinea pig for testing new recipes. And somehow he finds a way to support every crazy new out-of-the-box idea that I come up with. He also knows I love jelly beans, chocolate chip cookies, Heath blizzards, and pizza. And when I'm sad or really, really want one of those things, that man will travel through a snowstorm to get it for me, even if I've told him I'm trying to be good and behave. He's my people. He's a key person in my circle. He is not my I call bullshit buddy. Nor do I want him to be. That is not his role, and that's not a position I want to put him in. For the sake of our marriage, he is not that person for me. Instead, I have someone else who I know likes me as a person, cares about my well-being, and she has a heart of gold. But she's also a person who has absolutely no problem calling me on my shit. When I tell her I have a goal... She expects that I will accomplish it. She doesn't make excuses for me, and she doesn't listen to my excuses. And in my mind, I have to answer to her just as much as I have to answer to me. She's a very important part of all of this for me. And I have learned over the years that this role is a must-have if I want to achieve my goals. This is 90% of what I do as a health coach for my clients. The accountability piece is essential. Who's your I call bullshit buddy? Number three, this one is non-negotiable. That yellow police tape is the most effective boundary device I think I've ever seen. You know what I'm talking about, right? That bright yellow has like the do not cross written all over it. Highly effective. People don't cross that line, except when they flash their really important badge that says they get to be in that space. Do you need some yellow police tape in your life? We all do. It's hard. It's hard to say no. It's hard to feel like you might be letting somebody down, and you don't ever want to disappoint people. But you need to be your own advocate. Only you know how much you can really handle Saying no is not selfish. Understanding your own limitations is respecting yourself. And it's a non-negotiable, my friend. Now, there's a great short read. It's called Setting Boundaries Will Set You Free by Nancy Levin. It's an easy read and walks you through step-by-step how to create boundaries in your life. It's on Amazon, so check it out if you're looking for some help or some direction. But set boundaries and then follow and enforce them. 
And now, a quick word from my amazing friends and proud sponsors of This Is Me at 50, Heather and Skylar from Pink Poppy. I'm Skylar. And I'm Heather. And we're Pink Poppy. And we are better together. We're located in the heart of downtown West Bend, across from Authentic Wellness. We created Pink Poppy two years ago. Pink Poppy stands for four things, creativity, luxury, beauty, and success. When you walk into Pink Poppy, we want you to come in, have a seat, feel like family. We also want you to relax. We want you to walk in with a little bit of confidence and walk out feeling fabulous. We want everybody to feel included. If you ever need to contact us, we have an Instagram, a Facebook, and our numbers are on our door downtown here. So if you're ever taking a little stroll with your family or your pets, because they are welcome too, you can just check out our door and feel free to contact either one of us. Or just pop in, say hello, because we want you to be our friends too. Number four, set goals big and small. How do you know where you're going and how close you are to getting there if you don't set goals? How do you measure your progress? Goals are like the roadmap to success. They provide direction, a path, opportunities to celebrate success. They freaking rock. I love goals. I love big goals and even better, I love small goals because all of those small goals add up to really big results. I remember very clearly, as if it were yesterday, being 42 and walking into a new fitness class after not working out for about 20 years. I was petrified. I was so nervous. I walked in and every person that I looked at in my mind looked perfect, They were all in their matching coordinated workout gear and their fancy cool shoes. And here I was coming into my t-shirt and my workout pants that I somehow kind of squeezed into feeling really, really awkward and so uncomfortable. And the instructor put me with a group of people that intimidated the crap out of me. Now they would end up becoming some of my closest friends, but at the time, oh my gosh, So we started the class and one of them said to me, oh, I see you wear your ring when you work out. I just can't do that. That would drive me crazy. Now she was being nice to me. She was looking for a way to talk with me and make me feel welcome. And what she didn't know was that that was a point of huge frustration for me. I had gained so much weight, I couldn't take off my wedding ring. I desperately wanted to take it off and clean it and make it look all shiny and pretty and new, but I had gained so much weight and my fingers were swollen and so I couldn't. So guess what I did? I set my first goal right there, that I would do everything I needed to do health-wise to get that ring off my finger. That was my first goal. Not to drop 50 pounds, not to attend 25 workout classes in like a week. It was to get my ring off my finger because in order to do that, I had to drink my gallon of water every day, improve my nutrition and eat my veggies and get my body moving and take care of myself. It took me 36 days and I crushed my first goal and I haven't looked back since. Right down goals, big and small. They are your roadmap to success. Number five, 
If you're walking around like a hot mess, it's time to chill the F out. The summer of 2021, I was a hot mess. I was training for my second marathon because I decided that's what people do when they turn 50. They run marathons. I was building my coaching business after surviving a COVID pandemic, burning the candle at every end possible and completely wiped out. But I chose not to listen to my body. I was exhausted and running on fumes. I was not making nutrition choices that supported my autoimmune condition. I have Hashimoto's. I was not making time for rest. I was too caught up in life. One morning I woke up and I couldn't move. I literally couldn't get out of bed. My entire body hurt and it scared the crap out of me. I felt like a lead weight. What in the world was wrong with me. I felt like I couldn't breathe. I was exhausted, but I couldn't sleep. Literally the definition of hot mess. I had ignored all of the ways my body had been telling me I was overdoing life. My Hashimoto's that had been in remission flared its ugly face. And in addition to that, I was experiencing massive adrenal fatigue and burnout. I needed to chill the F out. I literally had to stop my life, rewire my body, and retrain my brain. I had to shift to enjoying walking instead of running and excessive cardio, getting back into the kitchen, making my meals. No matter how healthy I had convinced myself those juices were, it was not enough for what I needed for nutrition. I had to let go. I had to remember how to breathe and just be. In addition to all of that fun, I had a few other health issues that compounded everything. And it ended up taking me well over a year to get myself back to me again. It was one of the most difficult times in my life personally, and for sure the hardest part of my health journey. If there was ever a time that I would have fallen off path, This would have been that time. The point is simple. Listen to your body. And when it tells you it needs some downtime, allow yourself some grace. Realize it's okay to let some of it go. Practice being present and chill the F out. So that's my five for you today. Number one. Comparison is the thief of joy. Run your own race, my friends. Number two, find your I call bullshit buddy and make sure that person is part of your people. Number three, boundaries. This one, non-negotiable. Four, set goals, big and small. They are your roadmap to success. And number five, if you're walking around like a hot mess, it might be time to chill the F out. And that's a wrap, my friends. I hope this was a helpful episode for you. If you liked what you heard, I would really appreciate it if you would send it to a friend or share on your social media if you think there's something in it that can be helpful for someone else. Also, be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, I would love for you to leave a positive review and rating. Until next time, 
I wish you the best life has to offer. Make it a great day.